Can you believe it's Wednesday morning? Good morning and welcome on behalf of each and every one of us on the team at Radio Pulpit and Cape Pulpit. Good morning. There's a story in the Bible and it's recorded by John in the New Testament in John 5 verse 1 to 9. It's recorded over there. It's about a bathing pool. It's about five porches. And it was called in Hebrew, Betsaitha. I think you know the story of the man who was lying there. And he was lying there for many, many years. And the story goes that Jesus came and Jesus healed this man. He healed the man and told the man to get up and take his bed and walk. And it was on the Sabbath. And the man was in trouble. John 5 reads, After this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. In these porches, a great multitude of sick people, blind and lame, paralyzed, they lay there waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water, and then whoever stepped into the pool first, after the stirring of the water, was made well after the disease he or she had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lying there, and knew that he already had been in that condition for a very long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Verse 6 of John 5. And the the sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another one steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. That was the Sabbath. And that's the story. There was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went to Jerusalem how many spheres of brokenness is in your life what what is your need as God's child to be healed by the power of Christ Jesus our Lord May you and I have a healing day 
by grace in all spheres of our lives. John 5 verse 1 to 9 It's all about man's helplessness and Christ Jesus the Lord's power. That's the main theme of John 5 verse 1 to 9. My helplessness and Christ Jesus' power. Sir, I have no one to hurry me into the pool when the water is disturbed. And while I'm on my way creeping to the pool, someone gets down before me. And Jesus said to him, Get up, lift your bed and walk. Now there were three Jewish feasts which were feasts of, let's call them feasts of obligation, the Passover, the Pentecost, and the Tabernacle Feast. And every adult male Jew who lived within 15 miles of Jerusalem was legally bound to attend all three of these feasts, the Passover, the Pentecost, and the Tabernacle Feast. The Passover was in mid-April. Pentecost was seven weeks later. And John, the writer of this book, always shows us Jesus attending the great feasts. For Jesus did never disregard the obligations of Jewish worship. To him it was not a duty but a delight to worship with his own people. When Jesus arrives in Jerusalem, Apparently he's alone, because there is no mention of the disciples with Jesus. Now Jesus found his way to this famous pool in Jerusalem, and its name was either Bethesda, which means house of mercy, or more likely Bethzatta, which means in Hebrew house of the olive. Well, that's besides the point. The word for pool or swimming pool, kulombetron is the Greek word, and it comes from the verb, the verb kulomban. It means to dive. So the word for pool uh, in John 5 means it was a, a pool of water deep enough to swim in and to dive in, to submerse yourself in water. And beneath the pool was a stream of water under the ground, which every now and again bubbled up and disturbed the waters in this pool. Now the belief was that the disturbance was caused by an angel. Now listen to this. And that the first person to get into the pool after the troubling of the water when the water was disturbed would be healed from any illness from which he or she was suffering. To us, this is mere superstition. But it was the kind of belief 
which was spread all over the world in ancient days, well, it still exists in certain places. Even in our own country, these so, uh, superstitions. People believe in all kinds of spirits and demons and whatever. And the air in Jerusalem and in the ancient world was thick of uh, the belief that all kinds of spirits and demons lived in every tree, in every river, in every stream, every hill, every pool. And every, every pool and every river and every tree and every stream had its own resident spirit. That was the belief. And to this day, there are so many people who still have this belief. Ancient people were specifically impressed with the holiness of water, especially of rivers and springs. Water was so precious in the ancient world and, and rivers could be so powerful that is, it's not surprising that they were so impressed with the power of water. Now, in modern day, we know water only is something which comes out of a tap. Yeah, something like that. But in the ancient world, in Jesus' day, as in many places still today, water is the most valuable and potentially the most dangerous of all things. Now, it's very important just to get this perspective and context of John 5 about the pool being deep enough to dive in, about a water stream that goes underneath the pool that disturbs the water now and then, and the water, it seems to bubble up. And with that, the belief in the ancient times that every pool, every river, every tree, every hill had its resident spirit, or demon even, who stirred up things. And to this day, there are many people, there are even Christians, who have these beliefs. Now, that aside, that's the context. And Jesus was walking into Jerusalem around the pool, and the man of the story in John 5 was pointed out to him as a very pitiful, uh, pitiful case because his disability made it very unlikely to even, it made it impossible, this man's disability, that he would ever be the first to get in the pool after it had been stirred. He had no one to help him. And Jesus was always the friend of the friendless person. Jesus is always the helper of the man who has no earthly help. This is very important in this story. And it's so important to you and me. Jesus is always the friend of the friendless people. Jesus is always the helper of the person who has no earthly help. And just to pause for a moment, perhaps you 
this morning says, You are saying, I don't have any friends to help me. I'm like this man next to the pool at Bethesda. I have no helper. The Lord Jesus Christ will always be the friend of the friendless person. Jesus Christ will always be the helper of the person who has no earthly help. Now, in the story in John 5, Jesus did not uh, read the man a lecture on the useless superstition of waiting for the water to be moved. Jesus didn't go into that. Jesus' one desire was to help and to heal this man who had been waiting so long. Now in the story we see the clear conditions under which the power of Jesus operates. He gave his orders and in proportion as people tried to obey them, power came to them. You and I can learn from John 5. When I have a brokenness in my heart, in my life, in my body, in my soul, where I yearn for the healing that doesn't come. Listen to the orders that Jesus gives by the resurrected Christ's grace will come. Jesus begins by asking this man if he wanted to be cured. It's not so foolish a question as it may sound. The man had waited for 38 years and it might well have been that hope had died and left him in a passive and dull despair. In his heart of hearts, the man might be well content to remain as an invalid. He was so used to it for 38 years. Even in the unpleasantness of his situation, no friends, no one to care, no one to help. And Jesus is asking him, do you want to be healed? And it's not such a foolish question. Because the man might have said, I'm in despair. I've got no hope. My hope has died. And I'm passive. I'm content in my brokenness. But that wasn't the man's response. He responded immediately. You and I can learn from this. The first essential towards receiving the power of the Lord Jesus Christ is to have an intense desire for it. Whatever your brokenness may be, the first essential to receive the power of Jesus to be healed from whatever your brokenness may be is to have an intense desire for it. Jesus said, do you really want to be changed? Secondly, Jesus went on to tell the man to get up. Get up. The power of God 
never dispenses with the effort of man. Nothing is truer than that we must realize our own helplessness. But in every real sense, it is true that miracles happen when our will and God's power cooperate to make them possible. So in your and my brokenness, and whatever it may be, my will and God's power cooperate to make it possible to be healed. Jesus went on to tell the man to get up. Get up. Thirdly, in effect, Jesus was commanding the man to get up. What an impossibility. Get up. He can't. get up. He was lying on that, and you can hear it is not a very comfortable bed, it's a krabatos. Jesus said, get up. It was done. He got up. The achievement is that the power of Christ Jesus gets its opportunity with that man and then I can conquer what for many, many years, for 38 years in this man's case, was conquering him. Don't lie in your hopelessness, in your despair, whatever your brokenness may be. Get up. When you have the desire and the determination in faith to stand upon God's word and make the effort, how hopeless it may seem to be healed. Allow the healing rain, as Michael W. Smith sings so beautifully, the healing rain of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ so that the opportunity will be yours to conquer whatever has conquered you for so long. And this man in John 5, verse 1 to 9, he conquered his inability to stand up, his brokenness for being lame, lying there for 38 years, a situation that conquered him, that may have led him into despair and hopelessness. He listened to Jesus. Do you want to be healed? Yes. Get up. Get up. And take your krabatos, your stretcher-like frame bed, the Greek word krabatos. Get your krabatos. Get up. He was healed. Lord God, for every broken spirit and every broken body, every broken man, every broken woman this morning, in the hopelessness of a situation that have conquered them so long, allow the grace of Christ's power by the love of God and the power of the Spirit to conquer 
whatever it is that has been conquering them. Send your healing rain. Amen. <laughs>